it's so crazy, man. Because when I when I DM'd you, I was sitting there and I was I watched one of your vlogs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I've watched this guy's vlogs for so long and I've lived in LA and I'm just like, I don't know why. Maybe it was because, you know, you've got 3 million followers. I thought I would never get through, but I'm like, for some reason, after one of your vlogs, I was sitting there. I'm just like, I've got to DM this guy. I got to DM this guy. I had this like overwhelming feeling, like feeling that I had to message you and shoot with you. And like, I, I honestly attribute that moment to everything that's happened for me like this year. What up, what up, what up? Welcome into another episode of Live at Large! First and foremost, Happy New Year. It is 2020, the first podcast of 2020. It's great to have you guys back. I hope you had an amazing holiday break. Now it's time to get that ass to work and get up and be successful. Today's guest, we had a very good conversation. The good Shane Rad. Hey, thanks. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, was um, great, man. That was that was a lot of fun. You guys probably haven't really seen him in any of my stuff, but no one's seen me in anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He's a photographer. Uh, he shot a lot of photos for me. He helped me with behind the scenes on my uh, recent music video. He's a very hardworking guy, and you guys can learn a lot from this episode. I'm of pretty Hype. much a nobody. But thank you for no, having me no. on. <laughs> you guys can learn a lot from this episode just by the tactics that he uses um, into getting the work and the hard work and the talent that he puts in. He's uh, one of the lead photographers and design guys on Rachel Cook's new magazine, Whatever. So we talk a little bit about that. And we talked about you know the comfortability between a photographer and a female in his case shooting nude and how that process works and the trust involved and yeah just like an overall uh really good episode we also talked about my music we hinted at some things yep yeah i mean that's pretty cool so listen up guys <laughs> buckle up your seat belts and i hope you guys enjoy this t-shirt i'm wearing and i got a fresh pair of damn daniels on and my reno 911 shorts all right let's get into this so <laughs> it's good to be back the first podcast of 2020 and who else to have other than Shane Rad, who the fuck is Shane Rad? <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, is that your real name? <laughs> no, it's not my real name. No. How'd you come up with that? So wait, let me get a little background on you. Okay. Shane Rad is a photographer. We met on Instagram DMs. It wasn't like that, guys. <laughs> um, he hit me up and he's like, "Hey, you want to shoot?" And we kicked it off, and here we are today. Yeah. Uh, how'd you come up with that name? My last name. That's the first three letters of my last name. Oh, Sam's okay. actually Radikowski. Okay. So R-I-D. why not go with that, dude? Emily Ratajkowski. I, it's close, close. Yeah, it's close. Oh, long distance relative. And no, no, no. I mean, she spells hers completely different. So you're still in the game with her. Now she's married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just the first three letters of my last name. So I just went with it because it's short and sweet. Going by Shane Rad instead yeah, of Shane Ratajkowski. Cool. Yeah. And it's easier, obviously, to remember. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your start. I haven't had a photographer on the show at all. Um, so this is cool because obviously when I moved out here, I first started doing photography and videography and then I jumped into it in front of the camera. This is actually, you said like one of the only times you've been in front of the camera. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how I first got into you and that's why I DMD is because of your cinematography and your photography stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I watched your vlogs, watched all the cinematography. How did you watch them? Cause you're much older than me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, I think that like there was a point that like people were talking about YouTube and vlogging and all that kind of stuff. So I checked some people's right. like vlogs out and it was big in the news and stuff like that. So I, I stumbled upon yours, I think probably through one of the Paul brothers or something mm-hmm. like that. And then I watched yours. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's talented. Right. Exactly. A hundred percent. Hardworking. Yeah. yeah it was Humble. <laughs> Yeah, I saw your cinema stuff, and you know, I went to school for film, so that's that's how I got into you. Where'd you go to school? In Florida. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. What, and you went to film school. I did, yeah. Like, what was your goal when you went to college? Here, let's let's backtrack. Where are you sure. born? I was born in Arizona. Okay, and yeah. then why choose a college in Florida? It was the fastest I could get my degree. Why is that? It was like a 21-month program, so I could graduate. So was it a, was it a four-year degree or a two-year degree? It was a four-year degree I could get in 21 months. I went to oh, school wow. for like six or seven days a week oh, for fuck. 21 months straight, like 10-hour days. Oh, so you didn't have like a summer? No, we had two two-week breaks, and that's it. Why did you want to grow up so fast? Uh, <laughs> because, you know, when I went to college, yeah. I, I graduated in three years, right. which I thought was fast. And now you're sitting here telling me you did it in less than two. But, like, I feel like a part of college is like, damn, I want to go and I want to have fun. I want to experience, like, learning how to be an adult and, like, not have the adult responsibilities because you kind of can go still live with your parents in the summer. Yeah. Why did you want to finish so quick? Uh, I mean, I... F- I feel like I, I, I moved out when I was 18 and I just knew that like... By choice or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. by choice. Um, and I just knew that I wanted to get done with school. I, I didn't like school. I wasn't someone... I was... I'm, I, I consider myself pretty smart, mm-hmm. and I, but I just hated going to school because I was... I feel like it was pointless. I feel like that's a common thing that like a lot of people in the creative field say. They just like... Yeah. When you're a creator, you don't want to learn about like shit that you don't use you know what i'm saying well yeah i mean i I, it's not that it's like i like learning it's just that i didn't like um i felt like the things that you know normal education system teaches you was not valuable as in like what history class exactly yeah 100 percent. so like and a lot of times when you're forced to stay hours in school and stuff like that, and you're not learning things you like to learn, like I would take the test and pass the test because I'm just like, I could learn this way quicker than what you guys are teaching, the right. pace, all that kind of stuff. So that's one thing. Are you talking about like high school or college right there? High school there. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I learned too. And I would, I'm a very good like cram studier. Right. So like when I would take exams, I would literally just cram the night before, pass the test and then literally forget everything that I learned. Yeah. Um, so college or high school to me wasn't really like important, I right. guess, yeah. in, in educational purposes. Um, why did you make the decision at 18 to move out? Cause that's a young age to grow up so quick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I felt like, I, I don't know at the time I, it felt like I was, it was the right move to do, you know? Um, did you have any older brothers and, or sisters that moved out? Or? I did. Yeah. My, my older brother, he went, he moved out to California here and he went to school out here. And so it was just kind of the thing, like you graduate high school, you're off to college. So that's what we all did. And like, I, I don't think anyone in my hometown really stayed in their hometown to go to college. You know, everyone kind of really? went to a different city. Yeah. yeah. Like, are, did they stay in Arizona? Yeah. So okay, there's that's a, kind of like mine. Yeah. Right. So there was uh everyone moved to Tucson, which was U of A. That's where most of the people went there. ASU was nearby my hometown too, but everyone went to U of A and moved two hours away to Tucson. It was close enough, but that's just how it worked. So you went out to Florida, you got your degree in less than two years. Yep. That's insane. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. Uh, not many people out here in LA have their degree right. period. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I all, but here's the thing. I, when I, I tell people that if I were to go back, I would have never went to college. Same. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have gone for only the purpose of like becoming an adult. But I realized when I moved to LA, I could have just literally been an adult. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and especially people like that have accumulated college debt and stuff. Like what's the point? Right. I don't think in today's day and age, at least in our industry, hundred percent, you don't need a degree. Yeah. If you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, you need of to go course. to school to learn those things. But 
I wanted to be, I wanted to get my degree in film. I should have just moved out to LA, hopped on some film sets, right. been a production assistant, learned on the job, that kind of stuff. Everything that I learned in film school, you can learn online on YouTube right now. Everything I learned about YouTube that you watched, right. that you became a fan of, like, I learned that from other YouTubers. Right, 100%. Like, um, and that was my frustration with college. Is like I was learning shit on YouTube faster, and I was teaching the teachers how to teach the <laughs> right. students like, yeah. stuff on Final Cut. Uh -huh. I was like, why am I here? Right. Like, these people are 60 years old. They're tr like... They're as old as trees, I was going to say. <laughs> and I'm teaching them yeah. how to teach the class. And yeah. It was just super frustrating. Um, so you, so what did you do after that? I moved out to LA. Straight yeah. out to LA. Yeah. Was that scary for you? Um, not really. I, like Since I had made the move, I was in Arizona. And I moved out when I was 18 and drove across and moved to Florida. I think that was... I was really excited about that part. And that was, if anything, that was the scariest part. But once I was in college for 21 months straight and graduated... I graduated when I was 19. It was... Like, oh, so, wow. so I was like a, the, like a week before I turned 20, but it was still, it still counts. Yeah. Um, and then I just drove out to LA and no apartment. I got an apartment out here with my brother. Yeah. Cause my brother had already okay, been so out So how here. did that work out? Because LA is a very expensive place. Yeah. So, so did you have someone help you out at start or you just straight up had cash? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, um, I may, maybe I had a little bit left over from college to help me move out here. I think that's probably what it was. Um, but I mean, I'm really good at apartment hunting too. I have always been really good at apartment hunting in LA. So when me and my brother, we got a high rise downtown when we first moved out here and it was at the time it was like a two bedroom and a high rise it was 1500 bucks. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So like I negotiated with the guys like at the, the place because it was under renovations and that kind of stuff. So I just kind of finagled our way into making it right. work. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. When I mean. 1500 bucks yeah and i mean that might even sound high if you guys are listening to i mean like that was a while ago wherever you are in your part of the world but like in la to find a place for 1500 that's that's a steal yeah yeah <laughs> it was i mean uh, um it was eight years ago right so i mean that's downtown right. are booming now too yeah. and they got a lot of new buildings um did you have a job when you moved out here no, I mean, my brother had worked at a spot, and so I thought it was... A spot as in what? Like a he, bakery? He, yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much. I mean, he worked at like a smoothie shop. Okay. Yeah. So we just had a normal job in right. LA. Yep. And But but you didn't want that, did you? I didn't, but I, I knew that I was realistic in the fact that I knew when I first moved to LA, I'm going to have to get something right away right. to get money. So that I, I, I think I worked there for like six months. At the same smoothie shop? Yeah. Okay, so you couldn't get any separation from your brother at all. <laughs> um, but when did you actually get st get to start doing what you wanted to do, and that's photography? Or uh, behind the camera film, whatever. Yeah, man, it took years. I mean, it took a long time. I, I And when I first uh, was in L.A., I, I, I started trying to do the film thing. That's what I first tried to do. I was, like, I was trying to be a PA or a grip on sets and music videos and stuff like that. And it's... It, it, I didn't like it, so I eventually kind of just... Why? Because it was like bitch work or... Yeah, I, mean, I just didn't see a way for me to get to where I wanted to be doing those types of jobs. Okay. It, it's, it wasn't like a normal company where you can start low and work your way up to be a director. You're not going to be a production assistant on a film and then work your way up Right. To a director. It just doesn't right. work like that. Most directors just start directing. They just make their own it's stuff. Like small project. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I, once I realized that, I'm just like, I don't want to spend 12, 14 hour days on a film sets just wrapping cables and right. that's not what I want to do. I want to be creating something. I want to be a part of more than just something small and I don't think I'm going to get there this way. So right. so how did you make the leap? Um, I kind of just stopped. You know, I just stopped doing that and um, I actually like... 
I just worked a normal job for a bit. I, I was just like, all right, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to live in LA and enjoy myself. And, and were you doing photography like as a hobby? Were you I've been like, doing photography for a long time. Yeah. So I was, I've been, do, I was, but, but what type, what, how many years ago are we talking right now? So everyone always asks like, how did you get your start in photography? And like, I always tell them MySpace. Okay. Which is a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah. So MySpace when I was like 13 years old. But I'm asking like, who are you shooting when you're shooting? Because there's no Instagram model yet. No. You know no, what I'm no. saying? Yeah. So and back in the MySpace days, you shoot yourself. That's what, that's how okay. I got into my start in photography is like, I just would set up a camera, put it on self timer. And I was like the super scene emo kid. Okay. And I would have my hair down like <laughs> in front of my face and I'd, I'd would take photos of myself and then I would go and Photoshop like lyrics of the used over top of my photos for MySpace. <laughs> that's how I got my start, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's legitimately how I got into photography. I was like, oh, I really like this. And my mom gave me her film camera and I would go around and take artsy photos and it would just be a little scene kid on MySpace. So. That's cool because a lot of people, I actually, I learned on film how to take photos. Yeah. And that's a lost art now. Right. And I did it actually my senior year of high school was the last year that they like, taught film and the next year they were switching completely to digital because it was too expensive yeah so i'm really thankful that i like learned on film you still shoot some film i do yeah i try to um when did your photography i guess when did you start to be able to like shoot photography solely and make money from it and make a living rather than working these other odd jobs just this year, man. I really? mean, yeah, it's been, it's been, it w- it's been years of me like just trying to make it work and hustling as, as best I can. And so just this year and I'm 29. So, so you've been out here for 10 years Yeah, and you spent nine years. Well, I've, I've been, I've been out here for eight years because oh, like when I was, I was turned 20. So, okay. so okay, yeah. yeah. All right. That's still, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think it, going back to like what we talked about earlier with like the creative industry and out here, I think it's more about who you know that can like really yeah i mean change you know for sure your job i, I, I guess. mean yeah i mean that's how i think um it really came down to just networking with me and once i figured that out and like i was really focused on just my work for a long time and i thought that like if i just focus on my work that would be enough you know and you would hope that would be enough but it it networking and meeting people right. plays a huge factor into things. So. Well, one of the things that I respected about you when I first met you, we met for the first time we shot and like, dude, in literally like two hours before I could even like eat dinner, you were like sending me shit, like an edit. Yeah. And you were sending me photos and I was like, holy shit. Like I respect this guy because he reminds me of me in the sense of like when I was daily vlogging, like boom, I make a video. I'd fucking edit it that night. I put it out tomorrow. I'm on to the next video. Yeah. And, like, when I would shoot with photographers, I would sit there, I'd go shoot, and I'm like, hey, can I get those pictures so I can post them tomorrow for my vlog? And they would be like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, can, can you edit me some selects tonight? And they're like, oh, you got to wait, like, dude, they would make me wait, like, a week or something like that. And yeah, I was so, like, where's the hustle, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say this. I will say this. I probably prioritized you knowing you know okay. what i mean so i mean most of the time uh, a lot of the if, and no one's watching this but if any of the models <laughs> that i've shot with are still that are still waiting on their photos are watching this oh so you do do no, that yeah okay so you, so i definitely prioritize to you know what's gonna be most beneficial for sure oh okay well thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i mean yeah people would look at me like i was crazy but i was like i know it's doable for sure like yeah. I do it. Yeah. Like don't yeah. sit here and tell me like, it's just a matter of putting in the work. 
And I would even ask, I know this is the biggest insult ever to photographers. I would literally say, hey, can you just send me the raws? I'll edit it myself. 100%. And most people, <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Like, And most people have an issue with that. Most photographers do. I don't care. Do you have it, any beef with any photographers? No, not at all. No, I mean... Yo, guys, I interrupt this episode of the podcast to let you know that this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And what a great episode for them to sponsor. I've been talking a lot about mental health, and I just shared on my recent YouTube video about what I went through in 2019. If you guys have anything interfering your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp is something that might be able to help you guys with their private license therapists you can start communicating in under 24 hours something that helped me guys when i was going through my breakup is just talking to someone that had no idea what i was going through a stranger had no biased opinion on anything just someone i could vent to and speak to it was very very therapeutic and it helped me out a lot it's you know sometimes you want to get things off your chest that you don't want to say to your friends your close ones you don't want to put the burden on them that's why better help is here to help they want you to start living a happier life today. We're hooking you guys up. Special offer for two-man show listeners and living large listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com backslash two men. Visit betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com backslash two men and join over 500,000 people talk, taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's 10% off for you guys. Check it out. Who are some people... That got you like into photography, people that you looked up to. Because when I started videos, there was guys like Devin Supertramp that I watched, Casey Neistat. Um, God, and then I, I mean, obviously, I became friends with them, but I started to enjoy Taylor Cut Films yeah. and, and Sam Colder and those kind of guys. Yeah. Who were some people in the photography world or the film world that you looked up to that you're like, that's what I want to do? Yeah. So I, um, the first person that I ever reached out to in LA to help me with photography was a guy named Lucas Passmore. Okay. I've never heard of him. Yeah. So he, um, he was, I found him on Tumblr when Tumblr was, okay. was big. And I found one of his photos one time. It was of Alexis Wren. Oh, she's fire. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I saw one of his photos and I just started following on Tumblr because I really liked that photo that he took of Alexis Wren. And I had that photo on the background of my phone for a long time just because like I just it just it was it was like kind of represented like like following a dream to me. I don't yeah. know because the, the way that the photo was shot and everything was just kind of obviously Alexis runs like a dream girl to you. Right, right. So it was just kind of like I really liked that photo. So I, I reached out to him and, he, and I'm like, hey, man, can I assist for you? And a week later, he had me out assisting on a shoot for him. And he was he was really like the coolest guy ever. Mm-hmm. Like it was, uh, he had a stylist and a makeup artist there. We went and shot in a, in a field in, in Malibu. And he showed me like the secret spot that I use all the time now still. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, he was just super generous to me. He's always been super generous to me. I'm still like really good friends with him and he still helps me out for, with everything. But when I moved first moved out to LA, he was the first guy that like, and after the shoot, he's like, all right, we're going to go grab a beer and you can ask me anything you want. Oh, that's sick. Right. So he's like a mentor. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so I looked up to him a lot and that like, um, there was a couple other people that were big on Instagram that I kind of really liked their work. Like Jared Thomas was one. Um, Don't know. yeah. Uh, there's a guy, um, Casey McPerry. So my current Instagram layout that I do with all the like, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. So Casey McPerry like leads was over into the next photo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he does it with videos too, oh, which wow. is crazy. So he was definitely a huge inspiration for the way I do my Instagram now too. I think it's really cool. If you guys are listening, this just goes to show you guys like 
the want to like get involved and immerse yourself in the thing. Like, look at you just DM the guy and you're like, Hey man, I would love to come assist you for free. Just like whatever it is that yeah. you can teach me. That's super important. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do that. And like, look yeah. at it, like it literally just like, why not take the shot? You know, maybe he won't respond. Maybe I won't DM you back, right. but like you took the shot and the yeah. opportunity and like, it's so crazy, man. Cause when I, w- when I DM'd you, I was sitting there and I was, I watched one of your vlogs mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I've watched this guy's vlogs for so long and I've lived in LA and I'm just like, I don't know why. Maybe it was because, you know, you've got 3 million followers. I thought I would never get through, but I'm like, for some reason, after one of your vlogs, I was sitting there, I'm just like, I've got to DM this guy. I got to DM this guy. I had this like overwhelming feeling, like feeling that I had to message you and shoot with you. And like, I, I honestly attribute that moment to everything that's happened for me like this year. Yeah. We'll get into that in a second. Um, and I think this goes, this is like an important thing when I, when I did see your DM, it's important guys to have like a portfolio. Like obviously I checked right. out your work. Right. I thought you were yeah. like, I get DMS every day. Like, Hey, I would love to shoot photos with right. you. And I go to their page and it's like, you don't shoot photos. Right. So I checked out your work. I was like, okay, this guy actually knows what he's doing. He shot some of my friends. And then also you had like a professional, like profile picture, like high quality images. So yeah. like, I think that's super important if you guys are trying to reach out to like anybody that influences you, like already be doing it you know like you can't just be like hey man i would love to learn guitar right and uh you don't even have a guitar right you know? right <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the number one thing that people ask me like how do you work with all these people like how do you get these models and stuff like that i'm just like your work's gotta be good i yeah. mean that's what is well that's what it's gonna come down to is like your work has to be good it doesn't matter who's in the photos but the photos have to be good right so if if the if the photos are good and the people in them aren't recognizable that's still a stepping stone to, to get someone recognizable to see your work and be like, all right, cool. I want to take photos like that. So. Right. So yeah, let's get into it. So you met me, you shot with me. Did, is that when I did, I brought Rachel for the first shoot or second? No, no we did was, one shoot. Yeah, we did one shoot. And then I think I hit you up last minute or something to shoot yeah. with her. Yeah. I think that like the next week after we shot, we were like, Hey, like I want to do another shoot. And we had an idea to do it with a girl and we were looking for a girl and you're yeah. like, Rachel's in town. Yeah. And like, all right, cool. So talk about that because that's what your full-time job is. Yeah, now. I know. <laughs> I, somehow, you know, yeah. through the, a DM, you've yeah. now got a full-time job. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah, so um, I just showed up here at your place and Rachel was here and we went and sh- we shot a little bit and we did some, you know, cool stuff. And I think that... Oh, uh, by the way, guys, we're talking about Rachel Cook. Oh, yeah, that should probably... Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. Rachel. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I was a fan of Rachel like for a long time too. And so when you said that she was in town, you wanted to use it for a shoot, I was stoked. And so we shot that day and it went really well and we got some cool stuff. And then um, I feel like that, you know, I've got an easygoing vibe during shoots, especially right. in general. So Rachel, I think liked that and asked me to shoot with her on her own. And so um, she wasn't living in LA at the time, but when she moved back to LA, like a couple of months later, she hit me up and we went and we shot out in Malibu mm-hmm. and she didn't have her car here. She just had her van that she right, lived right. in. Yeah. And, she lived in. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so, so I picked her up and we just had like an hour and a half drive to Malibu, like there and back. And we just kind of like really like, like connected and we like got each other. And I think that after that shoot, she was like in the car talking to me a lot about this idea. She had to start her own magazine. And so I kind of just kept in touch with her and she asked me to shoot again the next week too. And so that day, like I brought it up again. I'm like, how are things with the magazine? Mm-hmm. She was just talking to me about the magazine a lot. And 
um, eventually I was like, I want to be a part of it. Right, right. And oh, so you actually said, hey, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, there was definitely- Was some she making hints like, hey, 100%. I need photographers? Well, she wasn't making hints about needing photographers, but she was definitely saying stuff to me that she's like, I really want someone to work on this every day, like on a day-to-day basis. I just need someone to work on this mm-hmm. with me and like while shooting. And so I kind of took that as uh, my end, be like, I'll do it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to find, especially out here in LA, like a sustainable person that's like, Puts their head down and works. I yeah. feel like a lot of people have their eggs in a lot of baskets over here. So yeah. like for you to find something too that you're like full steam ahead, passionate right. about, like that's very difficult to find. hundred um, percent. So, so her magazine is called whatever WTVR. And basically what it is, is it's her own, I'm going to sum it up in my words, right, her own it. version of Playboy. Yeah. It's a nude magazine. It's yeah. a nude magazine online subscription based. Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Is that something, since it's so left field and, and not seen, is that something that was that you were nervous to do, to be a part of, to, you know, like from people in the Midwest, my parents, right. like hella judgmental, yeah. you know, where I come from, like, oh, nude magazine, what the fuck? Like, was there some hesitation there? Was there any backlash from like siblings, any backlash from parents? Um, no, I mean... Yeah, no, my, my, both my parents are really supportive and they, I mean, my mom subscribes to the magazine, so oh, hell yeah, my whole family was supportive of it. I mean, it's nude photography and shooting people nude I've done before. So mm-hmm. it's like, it wasn't a brand new thing when, when right. starting this magazine, obviously this is like a full-time nude magazine. So it's a, it's, it's a commitment for mm-hmm. sure. But I mean, I've done some sort of that stuff before, so it wasn't a surprise. Um, some of my work before they've seen it. My mom, right. you know, used to, the first time I started posting like a little bit of, you know, more implied nudity on my Instagram and stuff like that. My mom was like, those photos are a little risque. Yeah, yeah. She's like, but the women are beautiful. <laughs> so she was really cool about it. I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. And like, it's, it's, it's never really been that big of a deal for me either. So, um, yeah, I don't really, it, the, I, I know it's probably not a great answer it's probably a shitty answer but no yeah people were supportive it was pretty easy that's good um i i would love you know for everyone to always be supportive (laughs) yeah you know the whole nude photography thing me and george george has his opinions on like instagram and like art of nudity and like saying like yeah if you're like nude in lake tahoe and whatever in front of this that's art right but if you're like taking a selfie in front of your mirror with a toothbrush you're not that's not (laughs) art that's like whoring yourself out basically is what George says. Um, I've watched, I've, I've watched your guys's podcast when he talks about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about that? I mean, there's uh, most of the things that George says about the subject I disagree with. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, uh, it, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, everyone's got their own thing and does their own thing. So if that's what someone wants to do, then, you know, it is what it is. What is it like? Because, you know, you hear a lot of stories, and, and there's, you shoot a lot of very beautiful women, right? Yeah. What is, what is the process like and the comfortability in getting to know someone to be able to like shoot them naked? You know what I'm saying? Like you hear a lot of stories about fo- like creepy ass photographers. 100%. You're, you've seen, I've seen even some big ass people that shoot for like big corporations. Yeah. Like they do some shit. Yeah. There's still some. And they go viral on Instagram because they're like, hey, this guy tried to touch me. Like yeah. this, this and that. Yeah. And like, oh, I had a similar experience. Right. And there's still some pretty big working photographers that are are like creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I I mean, I feel like a lot of photographers in the industry that are professional at it and maybe do this type of nude photography don't look and act like me. 
So I think that is where it first, like the first sign of comfort, uh, comfortability for the models is that like, I'm a pretty normal person. Right. You're not, that's what I like. Yeah. You're not creepy. Right. <laughs> you're normal. You're yeah. relatable outside of like the work and stuff. Like you right. can have a conversation like we're having right now and you're not like trying to fuck the model. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, all right, this is work. Like right. I'm shooting you and I'm going to edit these. Like what, what level of trust goes into you also do you feel because a girl is giving you nude photos and you know, she might not post the nudes on Instagram. She might do the whole nipple cross off. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you, how do you build that like relationship? I guess. Um, like, Cause you'll hit up, like if, <clears throat> for example, you hit up me, I don't know you. Right. Say I was a girl and you're like, Hey, I would love to shoot with you. Like, yeah. Let's do, these are my ideas. And you send me a new, a nude right. board. I mean, which happens often. Yeah. yeah. So and like, Oh, whoa, chill bro. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like a lot of it has to do with, your work. Mm -hmm. So it has to be in, in your work. It has to be seen in your work that that's something that you do. So if they see that other people have done it. Right. Excuse me. Sorry. You're good. Um, yeah. So if, if there's, um, some credibility there right, with right. your work, that's, that's what gets you like at least you get, you got to have that first and foremost, but then I'm always upfront about it. So like I'll send mood boards and mood boards are great. But like, this is what I'm looking to shoot. Are you comfortable with that? I always try to make sure that whatever in conversation, when I'm trying to set up these shoots, it's like, what are you comfortable with? Like, what do you want to do? Do you like this idea? Do you not like this idea? And if they like it, if they're down, then it's, it's, and normally I don't reach out to people that don't have that in their work. Too. Already, yeah. Yeah, so I mean. Like he reached out to me and he sent me a mood board, guys. And there was like a bunch of shirtless shit, well, like abs. And I was yeah, like, yeah, wow. man, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> I thought, you know, you've been working out. You might want to do know. it. And that was like, I was like, man, like that, this would be a dope shoot for you to do, you know, to, to do the shirtless stuff. So I'm just not where I want to be yet. You'll we'll, get there. We'll get You'll there. get there. We'll yeah, get yeah, there. yeah. Um, I want to talk about the whole like Instagram and Instagram model and nudity sure. and stuff. And I want to hear your viewpoints on it. Someone that shoots the girls you post, you know, girls, do you think, do you feel at all that that's a bad influence on kids? No, man. Yeah. So my, my idea about nudity and is, is probably different than most people's. And mm -hmm. I, I see it as a very normal thing. So I just had a conversation with someone like, yesterday i think or maybe a couple of days ago but people always ask me they're like my view on on nudity like when i see someone nude mm -hmm. um how do you how am i affected by that and i'm like you know so i think you're talking about when people or kids see these girls on instagram and they're nude yes do they get influenced by wanting to be naked or, got, or like even you just think boys? It's, they're being exposed to this type of thing at too young of an age essentially like like because here i'm sitting thinking about 13 14 me i didn't have a phone i didn't even know what porn was yeah and then i go to school and i'm hearing these kids like yeah i watch porn i'm like what the fuck is porn <laughs> so then i go home and check it out you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. so it's like you're literally basically on instagram you could be like dude, this girl's naked. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think that conversation has way more to do with technology in general than yeah. just Instagram models being naked. Um, so no, I think that like there's cultures and there's people and around the world that grew up naked, you know, right, it right. was, everyone was naked from when kids were small. And mm -hmm. so I don't think it's, uh, the, the act of being naked, seeing that at an early age affects 
people in a negative way now. Why do you think that it's so oversaturated with females? Why are there no guys that are posting stuff like that? Um, I don't know if there's not. You know what I mean? I just think that I think that the I think that oh man, this is a tricky answer here. I think that men are more engaged online mm-hmm. towards that kind of thing than women are. So I think yes. that's why you see it more is because it does better on the internet. So women aren't necessarily some some probably do. Probably there's a, a handful of them do, but I think more men are more engaged with nudity online than women would be. So I think if women or there was a market for it, I yeah. think more men would. I also interrupt this episode of the podcast to let you know that this episode again is brought to you by Manscaped. I've talked to him about it before, guys. You got to shave your balls. This thing right here. You hear that? Uh, this thing right here was used. Actually, they sent me an extra one. This one was not used on my <laughs> balls, but it's in, it's extremely important to shave your pubes. Let's just be real. All right, let's be honest, guys. Untribbed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself some Manscaped. The perfect package, 2.0. You don't want to cut your balls. These things, I'm telling you, will not cut your balls. You got to... They got engineered tools to protect your family jewels. What's more important? And it comes with this freaking deodorant you can put on your balls and this ball spray, this crop spray. If, you know, you go to the gym and you don't have time to shower before your girl's coming over, you just spray that shit, get that perfect package going. The lawnmower 2.0, guys. Keep that shit trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice. And you don't want to use the same trimmer on your face as your, you know, your balls. So... Get a couple of them. <laughs> if you forgot to give, you know, your dad or your brother or whatever a gift for Christmas or New Year's, freaking get them some Manscaped right now. Redeem yourself. I'm hooking you guys up. You guys get 20% off and free shipping with the code MARK at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D, manscaped.com. Use the code MARK for 20% off. Your balls were thank you. Trust me. All right? It's free shipping, too. I'm hooking you guys up. Clean up your nuts. Do you think uh, girls, for for instance, that... God, I'm hammering you with these questions. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. That post for the sake of, I know it'll get more likes. Do you think that's the wrong reason to post? Yeah, so I think if... It, I, well, oh, no. Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if someone's posting something because they want it to get more likes, if it's a business decision, great. Cool. I like that. Answer. Understand that. Yeah. Um, but if it's a personal decision for them because they want to feel validated, then yes, I think that's the wrong decision to post it. So, I mean, it's yes, I know there. Okay, cool. Um, I want to ask something about, I mean, obviously I'm asking, yeah. I'm the fucking host. <laughs> um, when, when you, you don't have to give it, get it any personal like names or anything like that, but when you shoot females, what is the biggest insecurity that you, like the most common insecurity, like, Hey, can you fix this on me type question? Or do you get that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What would you say the most common one is? Um, yeah. So probably the stomach. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most common one is people ask to fix their stomach in shots a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've shot with a lot of, of a lot of models even that like, 
I, I'm convinced have like body dysmorphia. You know what I mean? What does that mean? So that means that they don't see themselves the way that most people see them. They, right, they right. see themselves completely different. So they'll, it's, 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 you know, normally with a negative way. So they, right, they think right. they look completely different than they actually look like. Right. Um, and I've shot with a couple of them and I'm just like, and so when I'm shooting with them and they're just saying all these things, I'm just like, I'm like, that's, that's nowhere near correct. Right, yeah, I'm just right. like when they, when they like, they look gorgeous in the shots right. and they think they look completely hideous. I'm just like, it's so crazy. Yeah. We're like our harshest critics. Like right. we judge, like even when I see a photo, I, like I'm looking for things that I don't like that the normal person wouldn't see. Right. Like, Oh, I don't like, you know, my, this mole on my face whatever edit that out or like you sent me a photo and i was like oh like it looks like i'm bald here can you fill that in like stuff like that that i notice about myself that probably no one would really even notice or comment on right i think we're just super hard on ourselves what's the most like insane request you've ever had like that you're just like you're fucking crazy like i'm not doing that i haven't had anything (laughs) yeah i haven't had anything too crazy really no do you ever give someone a photo and then you they facetune it and you're like oh yeah yeah (laughs) That happens all the time. So, like, I'll give someone a photo, and, like, normally I'm pretty cool. Like, I don't care if you edit it or you right. put a filter or stuff like that. I'm not – I don't care about that kind of stuff. But there are some times where I'm just like, oh, you know like, what I mean? That's not how yeah. you look, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's just, like, it's people, like, face tune so much that they lose definition in their face. Right, right. So it's like you can't even see their nose. <laughs> so it's like I'm, – I'm like – it goes, like, so far where you literally can't see their nose in the photo. I'm just like – that's a little much. I'm yeah. like, I, I cool to do everything like a little bit now and there, but that's a little much where you start to lose even definition of what your face even looks like. Right. So let's talk about the magazine. Okay. And what is the goal with the magazine? Cause you guys are on issue three right now. Yeah. We're about to release issue three. Um, so three issues, one issue per month. Yep. And what I do like about the magazine and I'm not trying to in any way, shape or form. I'm just hitting you with the hammered. No, you're good. I'm the host. I got to do these things. Um, I, I, I respect the fact that you guys are taking the time and effort and you're doing this in a professional way where you're going, you're traveling to Hawaii and taking photos. You're going to Tahoe and taking photos. You're going to Tulum tomorrow to take photos. Like you guys are putting in the time and effort. You have a real staff. You know what I'm saying? You have, you know how to make a magazine. You're writing articles. This isn't just like, hey, let me shoot a fucking naked photo of myself in the mirror. Right. You know what I'm saying? You guys are taking a professional approach to this, shooting this on real cameras, editing them, like putting thought in it creativity. So I respect that. Yeah. Thanks, man. What is, what is the ultimate goal? What is the future of whatever magazine? Cause it's early. It's a baby. It is. Yeah. You got 5,000 subscribers, right? Yep. At $15 a month, you guys do the math. Well, okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to, to continue to grow. I mean, um, we, the whole goal with this, Rachel just wanted to have a, a platform where she could create whatever she wants. And I think all of us kind of shared in that idea that this is whatever we want it to be. Um, and, you know, nude f- photography was big for her. She, she was in Playboy. She was in Treats. Right. She's been in lots of different magazines for other people. Um, and she, she, you know, nudity is kind of part of her life. And same with the photographers that we, we have on, on our staff, uh, the guy, uh, Robert Voltaire, who's, uh, he's, he's been shooting her for a minute. He's been shooting for her for a long time. Yeah. yeah. He, he did, uh, in my, in my opinion, like one of the shoots that was her biggest exposure, her first big exposure is he shot her in treats in Italy 
And oh, I saw those are fire. Yeah. Photos. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. And so that was the first time I saw Rachel. And I think that the, that those, those photos kind of went viral for mm-hmm. sure. And so it's a big part of his life too. He shot a lot of people nude. He's, he's shot some pretty big names as well too. So I think that we are kind of just using this platform to kind of make whatever we want and we're just continuing to grow and kind of try to push what we can do, you know? Are you guys going with the flow? Do you guys have a business plan? Do you guys have a, a goal of where you want it to go? Like what type of content you want to create? Do you want to add video? Do you want to add audio? Do you want to add, you know, there's so, the sky's the limit, yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's a ba- like I said, it's a baby. Yeah, so we actually made it happen super quick. So like um, I, me and Rachel were talking about in October and then she brought on Robert and Alvin, the other two guys on um, mm-hmm. that are doing it with us. And um, we released the first issue in November. So we had like a month basically to kind of put it together right. and we kind of have, you know, it is planned out. We, we are planning on where we're going and what we're doing mm-hmm. and we do do a video. So on our, on our, when you subscribe, you get a full issue of the magazine, but then we also release us like a really, really dope cinematic video that our guy Alvin does. He's a really good cinematographer too. And then, um, Rachel makes a, a vlog too. It's like an uncensored okay. vlog of behind the scenes oh, wow. of how we create the magazine on, on there as well. So we do, we do have quite a bit that we're doing for the magazine. The magazine's just kind of one thing you get and it's the main thing you get, but then also this video, uh, cinematic video was, and the vlog from Rachel are two really cool pieces of content that we do every month as well with the issue that I think makes it kind of way worth 15 bucks yeah, a month. Yeah, because that was my next question. Yeah. So it's like, I pay 15, say I'm a diehard fan of Rachel yeah. or a diehard fan of, you know, this girl that's in the issue with her. I pay my $15. I see Rachel naked. That's all I wanted in life. <laughs> right. Why should I subscribe for another month? Well, we have other models on there too. So okay. it's not just Rachel. Uh, I mean, a lot of people that are subscribed right now love seeing Rachel, but mm-hmm. they've been really surprised with the, the models that have been a part of it too. Right. And, and uh, let's talk about that. How do you convince a girl to say, hey, you're, let's do nude? We're not trying to convince anyone. Okay. okay. So how do you approach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's the people that are in it want to be in it. And that's, it. that's the most important thing is anyone that is in the, our magazine, we want them to want to be in it. We're not trying to convince people i'm in it guys <laughs> are you, it's official yeah i mean i gotta see the shots okay, but i, right. I did, guys i'm gonna be honest i'm not naked but i am in the magazine yeah, yeah i mean here's the thing even if we don't show your face in the photos like people are still gonna figure out it's you yeah you know course. what i mean <laughs> they're still gonna figure out it's you so i mean uh i think that even some of the shots where it's just like the back of your head or the side and stuff i even think rachel posted behind the scenes where you're a little bit in the mirror so people are gonna figure it out yeah Yeah. of course so but yeah you're you're in it i'm in it guys yep i didn't have to convince you to be in it oh yeah Yeah. you just asked Uh, it was for me it was like i want to support my girl and also she supported me i was like hey i i would love for you to be in my music video and she did it yeah you know and i was like all right you know like you're, you're supporting me and I'll support you. Like whatever you want to do, like I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. The shoot turned out really cool. So subscribe and you'll see it. What I, what I really like about you, a lot of photographers, I think they don't, well, uh, I guess with me, I, maybe I'm intimidating or something and I know what I want, Yeah, but I like, I like the fact. So I had Shane actually come help out and he was super helpful in my music video. He, he shot behind the scenes after a full shoot day in like Tahoe or whatever. He came, he was there till like five in the morning with me for two days in a row. And what I liked is a lot of, a lot of directors, I guess, and photographers are afraid to like say things. And you spoke up. You're like, look, 
like do this this way and you're like you're you're like just straight up honest with me yeah and like you're like your, your left side looks better and i was like <laughs> fuck yeah dude i need that shit <laughs> yeah i need someone to to realize those yeah. things and be like all right cool like let's shoot this from this side because it looks better like i'm gonna be honest guys i like my left side better all right <laughs> i don't know why i just i don't like whatever we all have our insecurities <laughs> i like my left side and he was able to you know speak out and you brought ideas to the table which yeah I, I mean that, i mean that was kind of crazy how that all happened because like you just invited me to come on set and yeah i drove back from tahoe and, and like i w didn't know what to expect but i got there kind of a little late i don't know mm -hmm. if it was late or not i got there like 9 30 at night and by like 11 o'clock like everyone it, it was just me you and mateus right yeah, yeah you were directing yeah because that was the shots that i was yeah in. yeah you yeah. were directing the video but then you got to your own shots and it was just mateus when he he had to focus on the camera a lot right and so then I, I i was like i'm just here to take some behind the scenes photos but i'm just like i should probably you know tell them about this right and so i just yeah and that's dope because a lot of people would just sit there and take the photos yeah. and like something that mateus you know he's he's shooting he's focused on like getting all the shots right and all the focuses right he's not really looking how i look right he's not looking for those small details yeah so like when you're sitting there and like directing it's like that's why there's so many people on a movie set right you know you have the director you have the producer you have the continuity person you have the makeup artist that do last look like there's so many people involved because you literally as a as a cinematographer or director you can't focus on everything um yeah normally you don't try to step on people's feet so i was yeah. so like I, I i didn't know like like if i should speak up because i'm like i don't know if mateus was directing or if you're directing it and yeah. stuff like that but i was just like I, I I think they'll tell me. And I well, like, that was one of those things I told Mateus. I was like, hey, man, I need you to speak up and like really like you need to direct. Yeah. Because I'm not in. I can't see the shots. Right. Like, I'm in them now. Yeah. Yeah. And he did so a good like, job. He, I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. was, he was he was definitely just I think me and him were just kind of just looking at everything. And while you're performing, I mean, you killed it. I mean, it, it's going to turn out great. Yeah. I'm really, really excited, guys. That music video is going to be dropping either the 17th or the 24th, depending on when I get the master back. Listen, guys. Song. His new music is so fucking good. Thanks, man. You have no idea. Like, you have no idea. He showed me all the songs, and you guys are going to be shocked. Thank you. Shocked. Yeah, when they're you definitely, hear uh, they're a step up from, does your mama know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that one was catchy, but yeah. this, this, this this new music, it's just such a vibe, and it, like you have such a consistency through all the songs, and it's very you, and it's different, man. And it is, like you said, it's more mature, mm -hmm. and it is, but it's so catchy, too. Thanks. It's, like, really well written, and, like, you can tell that you put time in it. Yeah, for sure. The thing that I like was important for me, like, does your mama know is a fun and catchy kitty song, I guess. And these ones are like what I actually went through this year. Yeah. You know, so they mean something to me. And like, that was exciting. The, the writing process with them was exciting just to like be able to speak my feelings. Yeah. Cause I don't get to do that. Can I turn lot. it around on you now? Can I, can I ask you questions about your music? What do you want to ask me? What's your favorite song that you've written so far? Well, I haven't even said any of the song names to anyone, okay. so I'm not going to give any specifics. All right. But I think my favorite one that I've written is the one we shot the music video. Okay. Uh, from the start, that was like I was like, "This is my favorite song." Yeah. Um, the first one you sh oh, I can't say names. Should I not? say Oh names? well, that one of course is fire, but I didn't write that one. Okay, all right. Um, but <laughs> I'm saying from the ones that I've written. Gotcha. Um, and then the I did I wrote a song about my breakup. <laughs> the that one's really good, it, and it means something to me. So I think that that one will be received very well for okay. sure. Um, but I only I only I wrote five songs. I wrote ten songs in three days, and I'm going with five of them. And 
only one of them is about my breakup. That's you know, a lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of people, I feel like. Write a whole album about yeah, the breakup. Yeah, a whole yeah, album. Yeah. Like, you broke my heart. <laughs> but it just, uh, I needed one song. So. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Um, yeah, but I'm excited. In general, how are you feeling about it? Are you as stoked as I am oh, about I'm it? Oh, I'm so stoked okay, because great. I'm nervous as fuck. This is the fourth time I've changed my career, essentially. Yeah. You know, I started on Instagram and then I went to YouTube and then Facebook and kind of back to Instagram and YouTube. And now I'm going to music. Yeah. And it's scary because I've invested a lot of money in the music. I think you got a real fucking shot at this, man. Yeah, I really I do. So. I think that I don't want it to come across as a YouTuber being trying to be a musician, but it's not. And yeah, like, yeah. it's not. Once you guys hear the songs, you'll you'll be able to tell that it's not that whatsoever. Right. You're, the response to it, you'll you'll be able to see as well. It's not some YouTuber who's making a song and making a music video for for YouTube. Right. I'm gonna go full steam ahead of this, and I actually, me and my brother, I just posted a YouTube video. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was kind of about my year and how 2019 was a tough year for me. And I opened up about my brother and I butting heads in our relationship. And he watched the video and he called me today. And we had like an hour-long conversation. And he really instilled in me, man. He, he's like, look, dude, if you want to do music, like I know you want to do music. That's what you really want to do. Fucking do music. Stop like being scared to, to fully pursue it. Like if you want to really do something, look at all these people out here that like are successful. They focus on what they want to do. Right. He's like, you can't sit here and make a skit. You can't, and then to make a vlog and then make a podcast and then go do acting and then do a song. Like you're half-assing it. He's like, if you want to be a fucking musician and an artist, do it. Like stop being scared. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I get that. The only, the reason I'm scared is because it's like, I don't have a label backing me, right? I'm right. using my money out of my pocket that I earned from making videos yeah. and skits and all these things. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard for me to be like, ah, I can't just give that up because that is how I make money. Right. I so. feel like that's the best way to do it though. I mean, like you, you see people like Chance the Rapper who doesn't have a label behind him. He's, you know. He doesn't? No. Oh, shit. Yeah, he gave out all his music for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how that's how he got his start is he he's self-funded and he gave out all his music for free. And so those are the type of people that, you know, you, you gain respect a lot quicker than people that are just given a shot at a record label. So Right. And I, I failed the first time I did it. My song did really well, but the reason I failed was I didn't have a song to back it up. And it was like, oh, I am a YouTuber making a song. Right. And then I went on to go and still be a YouTuber, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. But I mean, like, you can do whatever you want. You, yeah, but you, now I have seven songs. So it's like, okay, like, I'm right. not just going to release a song and then go back to YouTube. I'm going right. to release a song and then release another song and then release another song and then release another song. Yeah. And then... <laughs> release an album but also I, I don't want you to feel like you can't do these other things that you enjoy doing no, I, I know i can do that yeah i just need to prioritize 100 there's yeah. a lot that you do you do a lot yeah too much right so i think that if you do put a little more focus on music that's good because you want to but also do whatever the fuck you want to do don't be don't be afraid that people saying that like oh we went back to youtube because the music thing didn't work yeah, out yeah. fuck that no, you can yeah, do whatever no. the fuck you want yeah you make cool shit continue to make it yeah thanks man you should be my life coach <laughs> <laughs> so judging off our conversation and you probably becoming my life coach you're a very positive guy i try to be yeah um something that i live by a lot uh especially a couple years ago and then i had a tough year for the first time ever in my life and i was like whoa this is not normal you know like everything usually just is going great for me yeah have you ever had a point in time because you're 29 you've been out here for almost whatever eight years have you had a point in time of like struggle or like uh, mental 
dysfunction, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. And so in the grand scheme of things, no, I mean, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. so if you, if I, if you think about it, like I, I, I'll, I'll make a, I like to make a joke that I'm, I'm a good looking straight white male. So I haven't really had much to struggle. Right. Right. So it's so like, that's, that is what it is. I mean, everyone has a little things here and there. And so I haven't really gone through anything that most people that have gone through struggles right, right. have gone through. So yeah, no, not really. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I had some anxiety from a breakup when I'm, you know, but that's like normal things. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm the same. Yeah. I have the same, like, I have no complaints about the way I was raised or anything that's happened. Even the last year, how how I say it sucked for me. It, I don't complain. I have no complaints about nah. it. Like, I learned so much. I became the man I am now because of it. And I think, I honestly, if I didn't watch youtube and social media i wouldn't even have a fucking clue what like mental health shit is i feel like i didn't even know what that stuff was like being depressed and all that oh, really? until i started to hear huh. every youtuber say i'm depressed and this this and that and i was like well, i never even learned about this shit yeah i mean i definitely feel like i learned about it because i went through it okay but not but not in the way that you know people say you know nowadays yeah that i feel like sense. everyone's depressed <laughs> well which i wouldn't i like i don't dis- i don't disagree with you know what yeah, i mean yeah. I, I think that you know with technology and the way that uh the world is evolving um our brains as the human species are not developed enough to compete with technology yeah so it's we have these phones and this technology that's everything's right away and we don't have patience for anything anymore mm-hmm. And I think that even you can even see it in young kids is they're, that they're so affected by technology in the world just because our brains haven't evolved as fast as technology is. There's just so much information yeah. and we can't yeah. capture it. No. Yeah, dude, I'm scared for like the next generation. Not gonna yeah, lie. man. For the most part, I think that like, I, I, I think I learned this, you know, going through a little bit of, you know, struggles here and there, but anything that's happened in the past has happened in the past. There's no point dwelling on it. Right. So, so anytime that something shitty happens, I kind of forget about it because Mm -hmm. there's not really anything you can do. Yeah. And that's, that's a very strong thing. Like in terms of mindset, it's so important. Yeah. That's something I learned this year. And I think you guys should, you know, take away is like having a strong mind is extremely important. Um, Damn, bro, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I was kind of nervous because I've never had like a sit-down conversation yeah. with you. Yeah, I was excited about it. I'm really happy that you invited me on, so thank you. Yeah, dude, thank you guys. Uh, go follow him, Shane Rad, on Instagram. I'll Dope. put him, his link in the description. Appreciate that. Even Yeah, this conversation helped me out a lot, uh, so I'm, I'm happy that I had you come Dope, on. Dope, man. <clears throat> That's going to wrap up this episode of Living Large. Uh, happy New Year. We'll see you guys next week. Who's awesome.